This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tig. Cheryl. I was going to say strap yourself in, but that sounds dirty. Does it sound dirty? Mm, no. It's dangerously close to a strap on? No. Don't say it. Don't say that. Cut that. Um, we are talking. Uh, we talk about a lot of stuff. I mean. <laughs> dangerously close. I mean, I think my head is in this space because we talk a lot about sperm. And, and that has to do with. <laughs> I guess there's no sperm coming out of Thomas. Is, Thomas, this is not a good beginning. Okay, let's. <laughs> but it might be the end. Oh, you guys, you're gonna want to listen to this one. I don't think we should. Stay. I don't you're think you're gonna want to listen to all of them. I don't think we should say anything more. Okay. About what happens in this doctor. I don't think podcast. you should have said anything that you've said. I'd like to apologize for all the words that just came out of my mouth. Okay. Uh, ladies and jerks, are you ready to get to it? Yes, I've been ready. <laughs> You're just like drunk wobbling all around. You're like... Imagine if I'd been drinking. Okay. Uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to our father. <laughs> It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl Hines. Tig, no, Taro. Yes, Cheryl. You did it right. No, Taro. No, Tar. Um, How are you? Doing all right. I just became um, an aunt again. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yes, thanks. Mm, It's a short story. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm sitting here thinking it's not really my immediate family and Ah. so i'm thinking i maybe should withhold some details okay so i'm going to respect my family and just say i have uh, a a new little baby in the world 
Okay. That, well, that, congratulations. Uh, I think that's very lovely. Yes, thank you. It was fun to hold a little sack of oh potato. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard to imagine your kids were ever that little, isn't it? When you hold a baby, you're like, so I, I don't insane. know how you not, you don't remember. I, I don't remember. I know. It's so <sighs> wild. And Stephanie and I have moments where, especially during the pandemic, where we're like, should we have more kids? Should we have? Boy. And then I have to say, holding a newborn yesterday, I it fulfilled that need and want to hold a little sack of one potato yeah but I did feel that thing that Stephanie and I talk about where oh you can have a new baby but that means another stroller another crib and all the diapers and all the all the things that come with it 24 hours a day and even like even when you hold someone else's baby and then you're like okay can I put it down? No, don't put it down. Uh, keep holding it until somebody tells me. It's weird because you can't just, you get so used to, I'll be right back. I'm going to yeah. you know, go out to no, my car. You no, sitting you are sitting there. <laughs> you're just sitting there and your arm falls asleep and you're just like, huh. I remember when Kat was a baby, I'd wake up, you know, and I'd have my, my nightgown on oh. um, and my robe and Paul yeah. Young, my ex-husband, would go to work and I would... I'd have like baby throw up on my shoulder and he'd come home and I'm still in the same. <laughs> I know I have a lot of baby throw up. But I'm like, I don't even know when you're supposed to shower. It's a panic. We had no time to shower. It's I a mean, panic. You can't. Oh my God. When people don't understand that, that you cannot take a shower. No. You cannot. And I would have days where I would think, okay. Just start living your life like okay. you used like to and just, just get up, yeah. eat, take a shower, uh-huh. and then, nope. No, you can't. There's no chance. There's Not no even ch- for 10 minutes <laughs> no. can you get clean. No, you yeah. can't. And then they're old enough to crawl around <laughs> and put their fingers in the light socket. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's good. It's I mean, it's beautiful to have a baby. That's exciting. And I'm sure our listeners have babies, and they're like, yes, I understand. But they're dirty people listening. <laughs> Yeah, but people cannot expect newborn parents to be clean. Now, let me ask you something completely yes. unrelated. Okay, your sweatshirt says California. It does. Rarely do you see someone that is a resident advertising the state that they're in. Yeah, I've got a lot of California spirit. Okay, but see, I feel like a Floridian, so I feel so it's like uh. oh. I'm so cool. I got a California shirt on. Yeah. And then I go to the grocery store and people are like, why are you wearing? Yeah. Yeah. And and you do love California? I do. You do? I do. She I does. I love it. I love it here. Do you like California? I mean, I hope all this gets cut out because it's absolutely nothing to do about anything. Are we changing the rules of our <laughs> podcast? Well, this is not, this is like, this is like polite uh, cocktail chat. Like if I saw you at a cocktail party. If you you, saw me at a cocktail party, we would start saying, and so how how do you like California? (laughs) It does. It is kind of boring, but. No, um, it's This can't make it. It is. No, it's staying, but it is interesting. I mean, I like California. Wait, do you, do you want me to tell you what I'm about to do? Um, yeah, sure. Is it no, cocktail talk? It's this is like good cocktail talk. Uh-huh. So I so I am getting ready to go to Kyoto. 
yes. Japan, like in two yeah. days. Yes. Um, my husband is getting surgery because he's got spasmodic dysphonia. Uh-huh. And he's going to have the surgery done, and he's going to be awake during the surgery, and he yeah. wants me to be in the room. Yeah. Because the surgeon is going to have him speak, and then he wants me to tell him, do I think his voice should be higher or lower? Yeah. I mean. That's really interesting. Yeah. So it's it's going to be, first of all, I've never been to Japan, so that's already interesting. I haven't either, and that's someplace that I would really love to go. Well, I'll let you know how it is. And are you going to be able to see any sights? Or? I mean, he said to bring hiking clothes and... The doctor? No, Bobby. <laughs> the doctor was like, you really need to bring some hiking clothes. <laughs> okay, listen, Tig, yeah. please. Yeah. Oh, my God. Today, we are talking about our father. Yes. Oh, my God. Our father is a 2022 documentary film directed by... Lucy Jordan. It tells the story of a woman who takes a home DNA test with shocking consequences for herself and dozens of others in her community. Our father is available to watch on Netflix. Oh my God. Had you heard about this story? I mean, just like broad strokes. Yeah. Had you Mm -hmm. heard about the story? Broad strokes. And man. And man, oh man. I mean, listen. This whole podcast will be spilling beans. So if you want to watch this, Our Father, you should stop it down now. Mm -hmm. But it's basically about a doctor, Dr. Donald Klein, Mm -hmm. who was a fertility specialist. And when couples would come in, he would (laughs) help them get pregnant. Literally. Literally. And he would tell tell them that he was getting sperm donated from different medical students and people like that, only to find out he had been using his own sperm. What is that noise? Can you hear it? Somebody's making a smoothie. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I said, what is that noise? (laughs) I don't know why they're doing it right outside of this door, but that's what's happening. Um... So, yeah, so that's what this whole documentary is about. This mm-hmm. woman, Jacoba Ballard, mm-hmm. you know, she's blonde and blue eyes. And uh-huh. she, she grew up in a family with dark hair and olive colored skin. And she kept mm-hmm. asking her family if she was adopted because she looked so mm-hmm. different than everybody else. And they said, no, no, you know. And then when she was 10, she found out that she was conceived by using a sperm donor Mm-hmm. And then she really wanted to find out who her biological father was. Yeah. So she sort of went on a quest. Mm-hmm. So Jacoba found out that Dr. Klein mm-hmm. was the one who had helped her parents. And she asked him if he had any information on the donor. Because she she was curious to know if she had any siblings. Right. And he was very... Boy, cool. did she. <laughs> He was very cold to her on the phone. Can and you imagine if right out of the gate he said at least 94? <laughs> well, are you really a 
okay. You, you said we were spilling no, beans. No, that is like the bottom of the bean barrel. Okay. You, but there were so many other beans to spill before. I felt like when you gave the go-ahead. It, of course, I would never say But truly, ahead. imagine if somebody said, do I have any siblings? And somebody said, at the very least, <laughs> oh, you have please. 94. <laughs> I can't believe you were. I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about because you just... <laughs> Gave away the ending. I hope we... By the way, I'm sitting here laughing just because I I spilled the beans, but it is not a funny story. No, it's not a funny story. It's not a funny story. It it is not funny. It is not even close to funny. And so... Right. It's... I'm laughing at your reaction. Because you are a I did make a joke. I made a joke. I made a joke. (laughs) who just gave away the ending of this whole i feel like it's the beginning because Mm. that is only the people that have gotten on 23 and me you know oh my god they're okay Uh, okay what do you want to just do the recap because i feel like you know tig do you want to wrestle (laughs) there will be some leg wrestling there will be say that? June 1st. Are we allowed to say that? No, but just tell them that June 1st, there will be some leg wrestling, <laughs> which is creeping up. I know it is. Yeah. We'll tell you more when we can, mm-hmm. but you will be but able there's to no s- way to know. <laughs> okay. Circling back to... Here's the craziest part of this yes. episode is that Thomas hasn't sent us to commercial break yet. And I feel no. like we've been talking for three hours about nothing. Nothing. Well, we babbled and then I spilled the beans right out of the gate. Yeah. Okay. So this woman, Jacoba, mm-hmm. she's looking for the sperm donor. Dr. Yeah. Klein was like, stop calling. It's none of your beeswax. And... Mm. Then How nasty. Is that <laughs> I mean, a quote? I, I'm sure that was a quote. And then she decides to take a yes, okay, a 23andMe DNA test. There you go. I told you. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't yes. say it, but 30 seconds later, you can. Yes, because there's a lead up to it. <laughs> Okay. And she was hoping that maybe she we would have find to take out. a break. Cheryl. Oh my! God. We will be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, uh, where we get all the hard facts, the cold hard exactly facts. Exactly right. Exactly all right. All the time, and we also repeat each other's sentences. <laughs> you were supposed to repeat my sentence. We repeat. Oh right, we repeat each other's sentences. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, hi, we're back. We sure are. Um, I was just, during commercial break, I was picking up all these beans that I spilled. <laughs> there's no way to get them all back in the no. pot kettle. What do beans mm. come in? Can? It depends well, on what if kind you of beans. Buy, yeah, if you buy canned beans, they're definitely going to come <laughs> in a can. I think they're coffee beans. You think they're what? Refried bean, pinto beans. Well, sometimes beans you have to soak and they'll just be, you know, those hard yeah. beans in a bag. Oh, can I can I say something? Of course. This is a free form <laughs> show. I think it's very interesting now that the staircase, remember the staircase? Of course. And now... Now they've made a show. Yeah. The Staircase. Yeah. The one you audi- you auditioned for and didn't get the role. You weren't no, tapped for it. I did not get tapped for it. Wait, Colin, yeah. what's his last name? Not Perth. Mm-hmm. That's the one that was naked in the bathtub. What? What? <laughs> who's Colin. The, who's, there's a lot of Collins. Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell? I don't even know who that is and I came up with his name. Wait, is that the one that was naked in the bathtub? Wait, who's in the staircase? (laughs) I don't know, but this is this is why people tune into the show. Colin Firth. Okay. Okay. Who is Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell is the What is naked in the bathtub? Well, he's the actor with the dark hair that's sexy that there were like sexy pictures going around. I've never even heard of this. Mm. I don't even know who he is. Yes, you do. Don't yell at me with your deep voice. (laughs) You know who he is. Colin Farrell. I know the name, but I don't know who he is. Dark hair. Cute. I don't watch things, so you can give me all the clues you want. But there were, I think there were like sexy naked pictures of him. But there's also, oh, I shouldn't even be saying this because I don't know if this they were released with on, their permission or without it. It's just me and you. But Daniel Craig, maybe I'm thinking of his Daniel naked. Daniel Craig, I don't know who naked that in is. The what? Cheryl. What? If I don't watch do TV ever, and film, no. But do you watch the? No. The... <laughs> no. I barely James watch Bond documentaries. Movies? James no. Bond. Why would I watch a James Bond movie? Picture me your... being like Stephanie. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to pop some popcorn. I'll be in here watching James Bond. Anyway, okay. But really, can you picture me watching a James I Bond? I can. Okay. It feels like that's something you would like. No. Well, okay. I love documentaries, and I barely pay attention to those. That's true. You fall asleep during. Anyway, there are sexy nude pictures of both of those actors, but not Colin Firth. But I thought you didn't think naked was sexy. That's not true. Thomas, wasn't that your understanding? No, I don't want to be naked. Right, but I thought like... Like, do I want to see a naked guy? Well, like, shin, like, sleeveless, but you also don't don't like like naked people. I don't want a naked man at a nude beach swimming next to me. Okay, you have never gotten that specific. (laughs) Yes, we talked about this. And and how has has that happened? Yes, we talked about this, Tig. Well, there was a naked guy, okay, that, and the and the uh, the undertow was bad, and I was like, if that guy, if his junk brushes up against me, I'm gonna lose my <laughs> shit balls. Oh my god! <laughs> how do it you doesn't even remember? How do it you doesn't even remo- Does that sound familiar to you, Thomas? 
Yes, he, says he yes. knows. Okay. Well, I'm half asleep. I um. Yes. Yeah, so I anyway, Colin Firth is okay. doing the staircase. And is he sexy in real life or as Michael Peterson? Anything. You know, he's. I don't know if I say the shaking her shoulders. <laughs> Sexy, but he's attractive and appealing and a great okay. actor. Okay. Have you watched this series? Yes. The Staircase? And do you think it's good? I enjoyed it a lot. And are people talking about it? People are talking about it. I was I mentioned it because now people are circling back because we did the staircase. On this and show. And now they're going back and listening. And imagine if you just watched this show. The staircase, and then you were looking it up online. You were like, "I need more information about the documentary." And then they listen to our podcast. <laughs> so wait, if I Google the staircase, our podcast will pop up. I have no idea. No way to know. There's no way to. There's know. no way to know. Okay. But I will say this, and this is kind of a spoiler. Beans are spilled is what we call it on this show. How did you forget that? Because at some point during our podcast, we talked mm-hmm. about the owl theory. Yes, which is not true. <laughs> that maybe an owl landed on her head no. and she went crazy and ran into the house. No. But that was never explored in the show. Because it's not possible. It's we not have true. Some listeners who really think okay, that but that. I was a guest on my favorite murder. Yes, you know that podcast yes, with Karen yes. Kilgariff. Yeah, and I brought this up. Wee wee wee! Braggadocious alert! <laughs> You're really not good at impressions. <laughs> spit take, spit take. I was trying to drink some water while you were talking, and you made me do a spit take. <laughs> okay, so I asked Karen Kilgariff about it. Yes. And she was saying, absolutely not. There's that no is not theory. what happened. No, she said there is a theory. She said that apparently his next door neighbor, the Michael guy, yeah. his neighbor got an owl on their head. Yeah. And it like the talon scratched their head. Yeah. And so that's why that theory was, you know. Brought to brought light. Up. Yeah. Um, because of the neighbor. And I told Karen, which I tell everyone, yes. is that your observation, I thought was one of the most astute observations oh my God, I about can't wait to hear this. Well, I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> wait, what was my astute observation? Well, I feel like it is the thing that would completely sway anybody, and that is that you made the point yeah. that when he called 911 yes. and said that his wife had fallen down the stairs and to come now, yeah. he hung up the phone. And your point was, can you imagine if your loved one mm. fell and was bleeding, would you ever hang up with 911 right. until somebody arrived? Yeah. You can't put them on speaker and have them talk you through what to do. Even if you're not on speaker, you don't right. let, that is your right. lifeline. Right. To somebody So when else. you made that point, I was like, I already thought the guy was guilty. When you made that point, I was like, that seals the deal Done. right there. Yeah. God, I should be an attorney. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, but I. should be I, an attorney. I don't know. Well. My point is, um, the point is, uh. We're talking about a different movie. <laughs> Documentary. Okay. Okay. Circling back to Donald Klein, Dr. Donald Klein. Okay. Our father. Uh, yeah. So Jacoba uh-huh. is the woman. Yes. She took the DNA test and it showed her that she did have siblings. 
she had seven siblings. Mm-hmm. At that point. At that point. And she was excited, but she was like, huh, that's interesting. Cause when Seems she, weird. She talked to the doctor. He said, if somebody's a, spo- a, sper- a sperm donor, a sperm mm-hmm. donor, that it's only three times maximum mm-hmm. that they, because they, you know, are mindful of, we don't need a lot of people related In to breathing. each other. That don't, yes. Uh, so... She contacted her newfound half-siblings, mm-hmm. and she started sort of investigating. And then she realized that one of the family names was Swinford, and Swinford is Dr. Klein's mother's name. Anyway, to connect these dots, she put it together that, holy shitballs, is Dr. Klein her biological father? And he was. And he was, and he was. She complained. She made a complaint, filed a complaint to the attorney general's office. In she Indiana. complained. She complained. <laughs> I know that doesn't seem very uh, formal. This she, is terrible. This is crazy. I don't like this. And she quit complaining. And she, and then she she reached out to the news, but nobody seemed to be that interested in this story. By the way, she must have felt crazy because that's I know. a big story. That is such a big story. And she had such a big lead and she had ground to stand on. She had reason to be so outraged yeah. and complaining, it- as you say. <laughs> um, she felt like one of those, um, like a modern day uh, Aaron Bronkovich, you know? Bronkovich? Bronkovich? Bronkovich. 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 Yeah. I saw that movie. Did you? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, I did. And um, I've probably mentioned this, but um, I used to live on the same street as uh, Julia Roberts. I used to live by Julia Roberts. We don't need to go down to Julia Roberts. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, this could be a good place where we also mention that Amy Landecker was uh, Julia Roberts' voice double. Oh, yeah. I do like that. I think I told you that. Mm-hmm. I forgot it, but I'm glad you told it to me again. And then Amy told Julia. And she had no and idea. And Julia didn't even know that, and she didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's always awkward <laughs> when you tell somebody something that you think is going to be a connecting point, and they're just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, such is life. Such is life. Yeah. Okay. So, Jacoba reached out to a local TV reporter, Angela Ganote, um, and she picked up the story. Angela mm-hmm. picked up the story. She called Dr. Klein, who denied he was the father, but he also refused to provide any DNA. Yeah. So, Angela ran with the story, but she wasn't able to use Dr. Klein's name. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think she got much traction with the story. No, for sure not. Because it just sounds like, okay, well, we don't know who you're talking about. Just like somebody said something about something. Yeah. So Jacoba started messaging. It's like a case of um, telephone. Whisper down the lane. Telephone. Yeah. In fact, my Uh, sons played telephone after uh, Little League the other day with their two friends. And um, it was all poop words. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm sure they were laughing their heads off. They were laughing. (laughs) so hard and look this makes for good podcasting but let me just show you the cutest picture of 
my son Finn laughing his face off. This is all about poop. <laughs> ah, life is so simple at that age. Yes, that is all poop humor. All poop humor. Yeah. Um, so Jacoba started messaging all of Dr. Klein's adult children to ask them for a DNA sample. Dr. Klein's son, Doug, responded. He said his father had admitted to being her donor and that he only resorted to using his own sperm when he lacked a donor. So that's really interesting to me that the his kids that he had with his wife were just open to talk and they're like, yeah, my dad did that. And I know that it, there was no real fallout in the family. No, I know. It's weird. It just seemed like they came for the meeting. They talked about it. They agreed. Yes. In right. fact, our father did do that. Yeah. And uh, any more questions? Yeah. It's you interesting. Know? Oh my gosh. I feel like that would normally cause bigger waves. Right. In a family dynamic. Yes. So yes. what was going on in that family? It should cause bigger It waves. should. And then yeah. Dr. Klein said, I like that he he was like, by the way, there were no more than 10 times did I do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> one Which, time. One time is bad is enough. bad. To, but I like that he's like, everybody relax. I yeah. didn't do it more than 10 times. He's like, <laughs> 10 times? Also, side note, I'm terrible at crunching numbers. Turns out it was at least 94 <laughs> oh times. Why are you keep, I keep hoping that listeners forget that you said 94 We have to take a break. Oh, my God. Okay. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True, True Story. Story. And if this is your first time joining us, I didn't want to be the first to apologize, <laughs> but this is how the show goes. Uh-huh. We'll be right back. Uh-huh. Man, that sunset is gorgeous grill patio sunset hard to get better than that unless you're browsing carvana's inventory while you soak it all in oh burger time so sit back get comfortable carvana's got thousands of cars under twenty thousand dollars just waiting for you i could stay here forever carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, and there yes. were 94, at least 94 Shh, siblings. Quit telling people that. So at one point, Jacoba goes mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. It's not here in the notes, but I mean, she went on Dr. Phil. Why I'm would not, it be? <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what the timeline was. Do you like Dr. Phil? Because um, he's here with me right now. <laughs> Phil, come on out. Hey, Phil, do you like, I mean, I like him fine. Mm -hmm. Do you like him? I think he's just a character, (laughs) you know? I just like that he kind of says the same thing on every show, which is like, you know, she needs a soft place to land. She needs a soft place to (laughs) land. 
You need to be her soft place to land. Did I tell you about the time I was on Dr. Oz? Dr. Oz? No. Yeah. Oh, no. But that's a loaded... Yes, go ahead. Uh, I was talking about um, my, you know, in 2012, all my illnesses and my mother dying. Oh, yeah. That was during that time. Yeah. And I was on his show talking about that. And then the show ended and I said... Oh, and I just wanted to say, you know, my mother used to watch your show. And he said, oh, well, tell your mother hello for me. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh. oh, she died. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just talking to you about that. Oh, <laughs> God. Give, give your mother my best. Did Absolutely. You, did you say anything or were you just Yeah, like, I said, oh, she's dead. I was like, just I just talked, talked to you about that. And he goes, oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. That's, that's. That's good reporting. Good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes. So, Tig, then sibling number 14, mm -hmm. also known as Julie Harmon. Mm -hmm. She saw Jacoba on TV and thought they kind of looked alike. Mm -hmm. And Julie's mom reassured her that Dr. Klein had used Julie's dad's sperm, not a donor. Mm. So this is what was so crazy about this story is Dr. Klein would tell the couples, oh, yeah, I used your husband's sperm. Yes. So the husband's giving a sample, but meanwhile, yeah, Dr. Klein, yeah, it's so gross. He's in the next room, like jacking don't, off. Don't, don't. I got to show you how they do it. No, jacking off into a little. You vial. are someone's mother. You are someone's yes. mother. They understand that's how you get a sperm sample. If somebody jerks it, no. <laughs> by the way this whole documentary starts with like a shot of a guy from uh -huh. behind jerking off i know oh. it was so i rewound it, was... it because i was like did i just see i know i'm like is that what we're starting are we starting there yeah yeah we're starting there that a guy sitting at his desk all right all right but i was like whoa if that's our jumping off point this is gonna be quite a ride yeah. So what we find out is that Dr. Klein, mm -hmm. I mean, they made it sound like, and I guess it was, because part of the story is, I don't know that much about fertility and sperm uh, yeah, life. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> but one of the women in it that was Dr. Klein's assistant said, oh, you know, you have to keep the sperm warm af at body temperature after yeah. they make the donation so she would put the little vial between her her breasts and her bra yeah which by the way i was thinking is that a medical way to carry on <laughs> if somebody gives you a little vial of their sperm and you're like <laughs> got it and you stick it between your breasts <laughs> i mean did i learn that in in medical school um i mean it makes sense i guess it's a way to keep it yeah, I mean, why not use your ass crack? <laughs> oh my God, why not you use your ass crack? Okay, I'm just gonna stick it here while I walk around to keep it keep it body temperature. Or if you're just like, where would you prefer I keep this in my boobs <laughs> yeah, or in my ass? Choices. Yeah, <laughs> these are your choices. 
I guess it's for a man, it would be in the ass. No choice. Crack. Ass crack. Yeah. Imagine watching your male nurse. Yeah. Take your sperm sample mm-hmm. and put it right in his ass crack. And He's say, like, sorry, we have to keep it warm. <laughs> I'll be right back with that. That was a, that, that was a red flag for me when I was like, huh, that yeah. seems. Yeah. That can't be normal. No. That can't be normal. It can't be. <laughs> it can't be the way people can't be do. printed up in a in a textbook. And then I will transport your sperm between my breasts from one <laughs> building to another. That can't be held. No. 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 But that's how they did it at Dr. Klein's office. And they did everything a little differently. A little- that's what the sign when you walk in is we we do everything a little differently around here. Don't ask questions, just roll with it. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is Dr. Klein was very religious. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> I mean. That also goes to, you know, in this documentary, they're trying to figure out, like, why did he do it? Mm-hmm. Was it because he was so religious and he wanted to spread his seed? seed? Gross. Yeah. Or was he... A very driven doctor who wanted to make a splash. Gross. But I said it. Um, in the scene of infidelity. In- mm-hmm. for- no, infertility. <laughs> it doesn't matter on this show. It doesn't. I could say We're talking about keeping people. sperm warm in between your boobs. Ass crack. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Ass crack. <laughs> Ass crack. Ass crack. God, <laughs> we are so immature. Okay, what we find out is uh-huh. Dr. Donald Klein, this is what it seemed like. This was the reenactment. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. So when the woman was was ready, you know, yeah. ovulating and the time is right for the insemination, he would, as we saw in the reenactment, walk down to his <laughs> office, you know, three feet away mm-hmm. and jerk it into a vial and then mm-hmm. go and impregnate the woman. Yeah. And they were saying that he was the only one that was ever in the room. There were one of the women said it was kind of strange cuz you would walk into his office and he would greet you and he would take you in the room and you never saw anybody else. I know. Else. That was creepy. so it is. Like when when she like painted that picture, I could feel it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mhm. Yeah. Of course, it's a very complicated issue, very complicated for so many reasons, because you have these parents who have these children that they really love, regardless uh-huh. of who, I don't want to say yeah. regardless of who the father is, but it's true. I mean, you have a love for your child. It felt more like the children were, I don't want to say up- upset because that's, uh, that doesn't even sound, but they were outraged. Of course. The, because the chil- the children of this man, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, how many siblings do we have? And am I go? and it's a... Well, at least 94. Oh, my God. And they're like, it's a pretty small community. And how yeah. do we know we're not going to go on a date with somebody that mm-hmm. we're related to? Or worse. Yeah. I mean, I really uh, just... Everybody had kind of, I mean, not, I guess there are a lot of similar stories in the mix of siblings, but 
there were different nuances and mm. and um and I just really fell for felt for all of them and I just know. that the confusion about your own life and then the sadness you have for your mother or your right. father and the right and the fathers just, some of these fathers had no idea that they weren't the biological father yeah. of their child yeah until all this came to light and it was such weird time it is such weird timing that i'm sitting here at my brother's house after he just had a baby oh um right you know oh, right um but not the same situation no. going on over here mm, different but jacoba knew that she started tracking anybody who started taking the 23andMe DNA tests because it would pop up that she Mm -hmm. was related and then she would reach out to them and they all started reaching out to each other and you know it was just it's terrible I mean it's it's, it's terrible and I feel like if you don't watch the documentary you can hear about this and be like oh my god that's so weird and how crazy but like when you're watching it and you see all of the complications and the emotion yeah. and it's just like it's the violation so, you really understand yeah, how it's violated so these. despicable it's so despicable and at one point the tv reporter angela sort of reaching out and she was trying to she was calling dr klein and then jacoba also reached out to dr klein uh-huh. and she actually met him mm-hmm and he, when he met her, he had a gun on his hip. Right. Gross. As any gross? religious doctor should <sighs> approach any meeting with a so with angry. a patient. You know what I mean? So it's angry. like, what are you doing? And he asked her, you know, they're at a cafe or something. He says, do you think they allow guns in here? It's like, okay. Yeah. Dr. Klein. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're meeting about a patient about concerns that your patient has because you violated a patient you show up with a gun Ugh, that guy and dr klein is now asking jacoba to try to kill the story and also telling the reporter angela to kill the story and also at this point angela knows that he's got a gun and he's listen to say he's weird is an understatement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. angela is sticking with it she's digging in and she's going to expose the story and i'm Mm -hmm. sure that jacoba and all of the people involved thought when this story breaks when this comes out oh oh. man dr klein is going down yeah but that didn't really happen not the case Mm -hmm. i don't want to spill beans here Angela starts, she's ready to break the story. She's going to name names. She's going to name Dr. Klein. She meets him at a restaurant, too. He brings a gun, and he tells her he knows where she lives. How is that not? Listen, mm. he is a religious doctor. It's a good bedside manner is what we, is what we, what we call it. Imagine if you go, you go <laughs> in for a checkup and your doctor comes in with a gun on his hip. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Telling you he knows where you live. <laughs> And they find out that Dr. Klein, this is so sad. I'm just going to say it. In 1963, had hit a young girl when he was driving and killed her. And he says that's when he found God. And he was an elder. It was accidental. It was accidental. It was accidental. And he was very involved in his church. And he and his wife gave couple counseling to people. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that was also like, oh, do you not have to be qualified to give couples counseling to people? I mean, I do it on Don't Ask Tig. 
Uh, yes. I'm not qualified That's and I true. collect a paycheck, you know, so <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like I'm the person to chime in and say that's inappropriate. You are a professional. So Jacoba has now, you know, she keeps reaching out to the attorney general and at some point they did get involved, mm-hmm. right? And Jacoba discovers that, that a state attorney employee has a quiverful email mm-hmm. address and quiverful is essentially a cult encouraging its followers to have as many offspring as possible. Yeah, boy. There's also an element of white supremacy as many of the siblings are blonde with blue eyes. Yeah. And that was the other thing, too. You see Jacoba in this um, documentary who's just so upset by the idea of this. Of course. So at some point, Mm -hmm. Dr. Klein is arrested and swabbed for DNA. I was really wanting to see something with his wife or hear more about his wife or his right. ki- his family like I just I, I'm sure it was hard to get no, that I know he was telling Jacoba and the reporter don't go public with this because I've been married for I, don't, I forget how long mm-hmm. whatever like 54 years 34 years mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll ruin my marriage you ruined your marriage yeah I hate when people do that kind of thing of like, you're going, if you say something, you're going to do this to me. It's like the thing you're asking me not to do is you did did. this. You did this. This guy, by the end of it, did you just want to? Yes. Yes, I did. So they had a hard time figuring out what to charge him with, Mm -hmm. which was so frustrating to watch. Mm. Mm-hmm. So frustrating to watch. And what was going on with that judge who cried? Right. What was she crying about? Because she liked Dr. Klein? Yeah. It's like she was like she was hurt. She was upset about him being punished. Right. So in the documentary, I mean, I guess that was a reenactment. Yeah, of course. It was a reenactment when they went and got his DNA. Right? Yeah. But it was still satisfying to watch. <laughs> because he did you thought that that, that was i thought well footage? maybe i don't know oh sure yeah, okay but yeah they swabbed his uh cheek mm-hmm. inner cheek inside cheek yeah I don't know. doesn't matter who doesn't... cares <laughs> call it whatever you want and um he was 99.9997 percent chance of being jacoba's father i would say it's a pretty close match <laughs> That's a pretty close match. And uh, they finally uh, arrest him on obstruction of justice because he had lied, saying Uh that he wasn't the father. And so they they said, okay, then then that's going to be what we get him on. And um, I guess I'm just going to tell you, Aiden, stop down your vacuum if you don't want to hear what happens. And Brandy. And Brandy. I feel like you always forget Brandy. I know. I don't have a good memory. I'm glad you remember Brandy, too. Brandy's the only thing I remember. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember which the isn't a great memory next to me. No. Dr. Klein, he pled guilty. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd have to. To obstruction of justice. And then he was convicted of two felonies, but only got a $500 fine and no jail time. It is so I just, outrageous. 
I mean, the one good thing is at the end of the documentary, it said that, you know, Indiana now the laws have changed where, and I don't know the legal jargon, but yeah. you can't do that anymore is basically, <laughs> I like oh, oh, can't do that I like anymore. <laughs> Indiana's laws now, uh-uh, can't, can't do, do that, that anymore. anymore. <laughs> Look, I'm not an attorney. You're the one. No, I'm the attorney. But. How does that not cause a chain reaction? And you can't, uh-uh, can't do that uh-uh. anymore everywhere. You know? I know. Oh, but then what's weird is, okay, so. Tell us the weird part. Well, two weird things, wrapping it up. Okay. So, yes, in 2019, Dr. Phil, okay, Dr. Phil runs a story about Dr. Klein. You need to give her a, a <laughs> safe place to land. <laughs> I feel like people. Uh-uh. <laughs> You can't do that no more. That's what it should be is you can't do that no more. You can't do that no more. And now Allison Kramer realized just by watching the show, mm-hmm. she felt like, wow, I kind of look like Jacoba. She starts investigating and realizes, yes, that she is part of this as well. Mm-hmm. So it, the point is that people keep discovering they're related and it's still happening. Yeah. People are still realizing they're related There's, because yeah. of freaking Klein. And what, I mean, Jacoba, yeah. I guess it's her mainly that's reaching out to all the new siblings that pop up. And it's such a hard thing Ugh. to have to walk into. I know. And so noble of her to take this on. I know. And obviously there's personal reasons that she's doing it but also for the greater good and just to let you uh, let people know but i mean it's like it's just such somebody else's mess that you have to clean up right and it's that it's that it's the worst when the worst it's the worst when people make huge messes and they just sort of walk away yeah we find out that there have been 44 other doctors who have been exposed for using their own sperm on patients. That's so creepy. Yeah. It's so creepy. It's totally playing God. Ugh. But I was sitting there watching this thinking how I'm looking at at this story like, oh, this is somebody else's story. This isn't my story. And I was thinking... It could be. Right. Like how do I we could know? I know. I could you have know what people Yeah tell you and then that's what's interesting about watching this is that you're watching it and people were like no that's my mother and my father and then they realize oh there's a bigger story than yeah I don't think that I have a story in like a fertility doctor's office story mm-hmm. type thing but I just thought you know my father was oh, you know he was know a he was, up he was a wild one running around oh. And he carried a gun in his cowboy boot, you know. Uh-huh. So there could be. I mean, I have other. I have half siblings, but I think they're all accounted for. But I don't know. I don't know. So no. Well, the DNA testing. I haven't uh, done one of those. I've done uh, it, and I don't remember my results. It must not have been that interesting. Yeah. Although my daughter's like, uh, I'm not doing that. The the government can come get me, arrest me for things. I'm like, what have you done? <laughs> that's it they're gonna track down your dna <laughs> truly what has cat like been up cat. to <laughs> they're only gonna arrest you if you murdered somebody did you murder somebody <laughs> my kids are so um 
You know that movie I was in, uh, Army of the Dead, when that came out? Yes. There were these like billboards in LA that were the size of, you know, tall buildings around the town. And Stephanie. Braggadocious alert! I'm like, God, you're not good at that. <laughs> but Stephanie sent me pictures of Max and Finn. She had them get out of the car and stand by it uh, to take a picture. And they knew that she was parked in a loading zone. And the looks on their faces while they were, they were so scared the police were going to come and arrest them. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't know why they were so not wanting to get out of the car and stand by my billboard. And she was like, she was like, just get out, just go stand there. And they were just (laughs) stiff as a board with their eyes as big as plates. And when they got back in the car, they were just like, are the police going to come and arrest us? She was like, no, I'm just, I'm, because I think she said something casually like, oh, I'm not supposed to park here or it's illegal to park here, something like that. And so, can you imagine if my kids were still locked away still, for Stephanie parking in a. Still locked up for the loading zone. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. That might come out in their uh, 23 and Me later down the road. <laughs> we saw that you were in a loading zone. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready for our final thoughts? Yeah. Yes, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not, but I felt deeply for these people. Deeply. I was angered. Yeah. Angry. I didn't cry either. Um, This is a real tough one. Who were you attracted to? The news lady. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say uh, Colin Firth, just because we talked about him. I thought you were going to choose the son mm. that had the sleeve tattoo. Mm-hmm. No, he was cute. Yeah. He was cute. I thought I thought you were going to be all up in his business. What if I was like, it's Dr. Phil. I can't get it. Nah. <laughs> you got to give her a safe place <laughs> to land. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What, what is it's it? It's time we're, to get real. Are you ready to get real? No more. We can't do it no more. Oh, yeah. Well, we already forgot what the new law is. Huh. <laughs> can't do that no more. You know, I'm sitting here in my brother's and my sister-in-law's um, living room, mm-hmm. and her parents are somewhere in the house, and I'm just wondering if they've heard, heard any of this, any of this show, and what they think I'm in here and doing. You're just talking you about know? jerking off in an office. Well, next no, door. you're talking about no, that. You, I'm, I'm, I'm in sure your side. Uh-uh, of you can't do that no more. <laughs> Like they hear that kind of stuff, and then I just appear out of the room, like "Hi, how's every how's the baby?" But in behind the door, they hear, "Huh, you can't do that no more." Hi, is the baby sleeping? What if you walk out and they said, uh, "Oh, were you doing Doctor Phil?" Because you were dead on. <laughs> um, okay, you can't do what no more. <laughs> Oh, well, you can't. Yeah, let's not go into it. No, Um, That's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off on HBO Max. Tig, before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Yes. Okay, this is from Sarah C. Hey, Sarah C. Hey, Sarah C. Hey. Hey. Um, Tig. Went to your show on Saturday at the Ace Theater. It was such an amazing night. 
Our cheeks hurt from laughing. Thank you for doing what you do. I really believe it makes the world a better place. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. so nice. We also got to see Cheryl after the show. She stopped to take a pic with some snark bowls. When she was on her way out of the theater, she was so kind, and I was thrilled to just see her up close. Smiley face. (laughs) Congrats on a great show, and so grateful I was able to experience it live. That's so nice. That's so nice. Sarah C. It was such a fun show. It was really fun. You know, I ran into, I guess these snark bowls, or one snark bowl might be listening. Um, (coughs) Stephanie and I were... Hey, snark bowl, hey. Hey, Snarkball, hey. This is the only Snarkball I ran into at the Ace Theater. But uh, Stephanie and I were trying to find parking, and we were stuck in a traffic jam in the parking lot. And this Snarkball came up to the window and was, like, putting her Snarkball T-shirt up on our window. (laughs) And (laughs) I was so, like, in the middle of trying to acknowledge the Snarkball, but also trying to get through. Solve your problem. Yeah, I was. There were three cars coming in different directions, and I was just trapped. And I, the security guy, was trying to move the cone, and this woman was like, "I'm a snorkel!" Like at Stephanie's window, and I was like, "Hi, oh my god!" I'm like in the middle of chaos, of complete and utter chaos. Oh, that snorkel didn't know. Didn't know anything. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's no way to know. Oh, and Stephanie said, remember that woman that was saying she was a snurfle? And I was like, and then it's so stupid to correct her with an even dumber word and be like, it's not snurfle. It's snurkball. <laughs> and she's like, whatever. Well, how dare you? I had to explain to my new assistant what snurkball was. I was like, so make sure you hashtag snurkball. She's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, Tig. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like to promote? Well, my album, it's called Drawn, and it is available Mm -hmm. for you to buy out in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, you know, always touring. Just check tignotaro.com and come see me. San Diego, I'll be there July 23rd. I'll be in uh, Ottawa. I'll be in, uh, I can't even remember at this point, but there's no way to know. There is no possible way to know where I'm going. And then can we tell people? Should we say it together and see (laughs) how that comes out? Yes. So Snurkbull, Snurkbulls? Snurkbulls. Get excited because Tig and I are going to be- June 1st, I'm going to be hosting Ellen. Ellen. And uh, Cheryl is one of my guests. Oh, yeah. You're guest hosting and I'm a guest. Yeah. I'm also on Alec Baldwin's podcast, Here's the Thing, with Alec Baldwin. I know you've got complicated feelings. Very complicated feelings. All right, guys. That's it for now. Thanks for spending your time with us. What, is that our catchphrase? Yeah, that's our new exit phrase. Thanks for spending your time with us. <laughs> Should we do it again? Yes, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. 
We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>